This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. This is Marshall Davis, and this is a beautiful, cool spring day here in New Hampshire, and I'm recording this outside again. One of the strangest realizations that comes with unitive awareness is that we are not living in the world. The world is living in us. This is completely backwards from the conception of reality that dominates Western culture. We are brought up thinking that we live in the world. It is said that we are born into the world, and at death we leave the world. The universe is understood to be a place out there, this vast place filled with billions of galaxies. We are understood to be mortal creatures living on a medium-sized planet in a solar system in a large spiral galaxy, and there are billions of other galaxies. And from a scientific point of view, we are no more significant than ants on an anthill in the outback of Australia. Non-dual awareness turns this perspective inside out. Our true nature is seen to be awareness, and the universe appears in this awareness. We are not objects in the universe. We are that in which all objects appear. This has a strange consequence of seeing that instead of us moving through the world, the world moves through us. The scientific view of the universe is based on time and space, and there is no time and space. There's only here and now. Time and space appear in us. The world moves through us. I was contemplating this on my trip back from Florida in April after spending four weeks in the Sunshine State. Instead of seeing myself as traveling on the highway to the Orlando airport and getting on the plane and flying to New Hampshire and then driving from the Manchester airport to our home, I watched as the highway and Orlando in New Hampshire moved through me. I was not going anywhere. I am not going anywhere. I'm always here now. I cannot be other than here now. That means any apparent movement takes place here now. It is simply a matter of perspective. Non-dual awareness is a shift in perspective. I am not the time-bound bag of skin that I used to see myself as being. I am the space in which this world and this body appear. Now, this has consequences in how we react emotionally. It decreases and I imagine can possibly eliminate anxiety. That was evident when our flight out of Orlando was delayed and then it was 
cancelled outright. We were stuck there at the airport. We couldn't get, could not get another flight out for three days, we were told. And I thought, so what? I'm always here now. And all worked out as a result. Another example happened this week when I went to the office of an orthopedic surgeon and was told by the physician's assistant that I needed a complete shoulder replacement. She was very concerned about how I was going to take the news, so she sat down in front of me with a grave face. As far as I could tell, her face was grave because she was wearing a mask, of course, as I was. And she told me she had some bad news and that she was going to give it to me straight. And in a compassionate voice, she explained to me exactly what was wrong with my shoulder by pointing out the what was happening in the x-ray and why the surgery had to be done. And she expected me to react strongly and was surprised when I reacted calmly. And so then she assumed I was in shock and said something to that effect, but I was not in shock. I was just seeing it from a different perspective. It turns out, after consulting with my primary care physician a few days ago, that I may not need that surgery after all, at least not not that surgery, perhaps rotator cuff surgery. We're going to have to wait and see after getting an MRI and then talk to a shoulder specialist to get a final verdict. But that's all beside the point. The point is that I do not identify with this bag of bones, including my shoulder bones. On the other hand, I do not see this world as literally illusion, as if it was a hallucination or an optical illusion. That's the way those from a Hindu approach think of it. Maya, as I understand it, does not mean that the world does not exist. It means that it does not exist the way we think it does. Now, we can use the word illusion that doesn't mean there's nothing there. The metaphor that is often used is that of a rope that is mistaken for a poisonous snake. The rope is real, it's just not the snake that it was mistaken for. In the same way the physical world here is real, it's just not the reality that we think it is. Another way of saying this is that the world is relatively real, not ultimately real. This ought to be obvious in that we see that the physical world is constantly in flux. It evolved over time and alternates even now between states of matter and energy, starting with the Big Bang as pure energy and now manifesting as matter as well as energy. Everything's changing in the world. Reality does not change. That's a definition of reality. This physical world feels real to this physical body, which is likewise relatively real. Therefore, I still experience pain. Just like the shoulder pain that I've been having since January that brought me to the doctor. Now, I do not tell the doctor that the pain is imaginary. But I see the pain from a different perspective. What I really am is bigger than the pain and than the body. So as a Christian, I would say the world is real, but in a relative sense. It is real in the sense that it comes from God, who is the only true reality. One could say that the world is appearing 
in the mind of God. The world is the mind of God. My true nature is the mind of God. In reality, there is nothing but God. Christians have a hard time with this, but it is in our scripture. Paul says that we have the mind of Christ. He also says that we live in God. In him we live and move and have our being, he preached. The first creation story of Genesis says that God created the universe by speaking it into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and he spoke the heavens and the earth and the land and the animals and humans into existence. According to scripture, everything is words spoken by God, including humans. So we are the words of God. Words are ideas expressed in time and space. In other words, we are ideas in the mind of God. Now I say that and it sounds a lot like Plato and then later Neoplatonism. We see this developed beautifully by the philosopher Plotinus. We are living in the mind of God. We are ideas in the divine mind. You might say that the universe is a dream or a daydream that God is having or a brainstorm that God is having. Sometimes it feels like this is a migraine <laughs> that God is having. Indian philosophy says that this world is a dream being dreamt by the deity Vishnu. The Bible sees creation as more intentional than a dream. It says that the act of creation is consciously deliberate. That God intentionally spoke this world into existence. But it is still, therefore, originating from the mind of God. Its source is the mind of God. That means that it is as real as God, but in a secondary sense. It has no existence apart from God. Without God holding it in existence, it would cease to be. Its reality is God. In a sense, then, we could say that universe is God. That sounds like pantheism, if this were a philosophy, which it's not. This is experiential reality. One might say that humans are figments of God's creative imagination. Which says to me that God has a sense of humor. I've heard it said that giraffes and platypuses are evidence of God's sense of humor. I think humans are more evidence of it. We are not time-bound physical beings. That's what we often mistake ourselves for being. We are being itself. These physical forms are temporal manifestations of the eternal. In essence, we are the source of all time-bound manifestations. We are the mind of God. And abiding in the mind of God is awakening, liberation, enlightenment, or salvation. That is what it means by saying that we are made in the image of God. The changeless eternal is our immortal nature. Our immortal selves appear within 
that divine being. Once again, as Paul says, in him we live and move and have our being. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.